All right. Good morning. Lots of people here on WLWT News. Might be a record. Daily dose. Five people, I think, is in fact a record. Uh, Kelly Rippin. We've got Stephen Albritton, Fletcher Keel, and meteorologist Randy Rico. Child, daycare, all the fun stuff. <laughs> if you're a working parent, you already know that you've been in this situation a time or two before. So, forecast. I want Ben's hot takes on it, but well, what wait. do you think? He's been awful quiet so far. He what has. do you think about the, the forecast? You he, got new gloves? Mm -hmm. Speechless, me too, buddy. Yes. He's going to have the coldest temperatures he's ever had in his lifetime. That's, that is true. <laughs> That's an easy one. That is true. But this one is going to be impressive, even for those of us who have been in the weather biz. I've been, you know, 20 years I've been watching the weather around this region. And this is going to be a very impressive temperature drop. That's going to happen tomorrow evening. Yeah, and the timeline on that drop has moved up. Yeah. Right, and because you've got some things you got to do tomorrow and you got to know when you want to be home by, right? It was looking like this temperature drop was going to arrive midnight or so. Now it's probably going to be closer to 9 or 10 p.m. So this is going to impact more people who may be out and about still working mm -hmm. yeah. Thursday night. So here's what's happening. Today is fine. 45 degrees, 48 degrees. It's dry. Tomorrow will also be about 45 degrees with rain. Occasional showers during the day. A little steadier rain toward 5 and 6 p.m., which means the roads are wet. Then the temperature drops 40 degrees over the course of a few hours. That doesn't feel possible, <laughs> but it is. It's crazy pants. And it's it happening. Is. And that's what's going to happen. So there's not going to be any pretreatment anyway, because when you have a rain to snow scenario, the rain washes away yeah. any sort of rock salt or whatever they put out on the brine on the road. Also, when you're dropping down to zero, that same pretreatment doesn't work as well. They have right. to add extra chemicals, do other things to right. get rid of the ice and, and work at those cold temperatures. So tomorrow evening after 8 or 9 p.m., that cold air starts to move into southeastern Indiana by 10 or 11. It's into downtown eastern communities probably just after midnight. So your temperature drops almost instantly 20, 25 degrees and we switch from rain to snow. That causes a flash freeze on the roads. So the layer of wet road from the day turns into a layer of ice and now you've got some fresh powder on top of it. As far as the snowfall totals go right now, because that's all anybody cares about, which is right. silly because this is not a snow event for us. Right. Um, one to three inches of snow is possible. But because it's going to be 40 to 50 mile an hour winds, it's going to get blown around like crazy. Measuring it in general is going to be a silly task, uh, but it's all going to come first thing. So rain to snow, we get the snow. And by the time people wake up on Friday morning in many communities, the snow is over. But it's going to blow around all day Friday and into Saturday. Uh, when you have the cold temperatures, you get a kind of a fluffier snow. So blowing snow will cause roads to be slick. Um, and yeah, you're going to look at wind chills 25 degrees below zero on Friday wow. and about 20 degrees below zero on Saturday and still sub zero wind chills on Christmas morning, though it does get a little bit better in the afternoon. We, a little bit better. Yeah, we got you got new snow boots. You don't even know it, but you got new snow boots and bibs are coming today, just in <laughs> case. Yeah, I'm not going to put you out in the below zero temperatures, but nope. uh, if we, for whatever reason, needed to be outside. All right. Yeah. yeah so, and, the shift too is good to know. Sorry, I just interrupted no, you're good, you're good. you. But because as we're telling people to maybe watch plans mm -hmm. and shift plans a little bit, maybe you were saying you were going to go Thursday night. Now you kind of know, maybe Thursday bump that up a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting texts from friends in Absolutely. different parts of the country who are coming here, or even just like I'm driving from Soundtown up to Wilmington. Like, I'm like, get, get to, you know, get to mom's house by 8 p.m. Right. You know, and okay. then just be ready to settle in. That kind of thing. Right. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna track all of it. And again, it's only been in the U.S. for 48 hours, 24 hours now. So. Right. Still some adjustments likely to that forecast, so don't let my words right now be the last ones you hear before the storm yes, comes yes. in, because things can change. Yeah, our apps, continually mm -hmm. check in, continually stay on top of it, and if you have to end up driving on Friday, make 
proper arrangements for you to be safe, blankets in the car, things like that. All the emergency kit kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, all be that prepared. stuff. Yes, have your phone numbers available. But because uh, yeah. we can't tell you to stay home, we urge you to stay home. But obviously, government officials will make uh, those decisions as far as states of emergencies sure. and things like that. Mm -hmm. But we shall see. All right, Randy, yes. thank you. Thank you. I just kind of want to stay and hang out with Ben, but yeah. I'll we all do. Well, we all do. he's going to be here for he a while. He can hang out with me at the Weather Center anytime. I, a full disclosure, I have Miss Rachel pulled up on my screen so that he is fascinated by bright colors and it's working, but now he's just fascinated like, by Miss Randy. Yeah. He's not the only one on this set fascinated by bright colors, by the way. Right? I just want to Listen, throw that out there. It works for a reason. Uh, we do have to get to headlines this morning. The Amber Alert, um, you know, clearly I'm a parent. You're a parent. You don't have to be a parent to be upset or worried about this baby. Um, so many people waking up going, is there an update? is there an update the active amber alert is still going on they are still looking for this car for this suspect but the number one priority as the columbus police chief emphasized a million times yesterday is getting that second baby home the first one found yesterday morning at dayton international airport the second baby has not been found yet yes, these are two five-month-old twin boys uh, kyer and case and thomas kyer was thankfully found yesterday at, at the airport this all started in columbus uh, their mom was doing some DoorDash, went inside a pizza shop to grab the order uh, uh, the suspect, uh, Nala Jackson, came out, hopped in the car, and just left, and she hasn't been uh, seen since. They've caught, some, caught her on camera a few times. They've released some pictures of her um, out and about, but um, right now it's just been so long since we've heard anything, had any updates. I keep checking the Columbus uh, Police Department Twitter, hoping for that one, not just the update we're still looking, but the update that we found the kid and, just, and he's safe, but uh, that has not happened just yet. So um, if you see the car, a 2010 uh, black uh, Honda Accord, I believe, has damage along the right side of the car. Uh, if you see it, call police. If you know something, even if you may have seen something, just give them a call because it might lead them on a direction at the very least. And they're saying anything. Please contact them. You don't know what thing is going to be what they need to actually find this baby and they're saying, oh, there we go. Um, they're saying if for some reason you see a car seat on the side of the road or you know in a parking lot or something that seems unusual, please go ahead um, and contact them. So uh, emphasizing that as we, as we get through this next day, and we, we hope to bring you good news yes. very, very soon. Um, Coleraine Avenue should be starting to reopen soon, probably not just yet. A car went into a power pole that brought lines down. About 300 people without power, too, which is frustrating, especially with how cold it is out there. Um, but they have the estimated time of restoration at 815. Um, we keep checking the Duke website, and I will hop on here as we talk about some of the other topics and see if, in fact, um, that has changed at all, or maybe they've gone ahead and update updated to see if it is in fact uh, reopened there. But Coleraine is a busy stretch of road. We know that uh, right over in the Mount Airy Forest area. So just as a heads up, you may need to find an alternate route to get to work this morning. Absolutely. You know, one of the big headlines from last summer was so many pools closing because we couldn't get them open because the staff uh, was not there here in Cincinnati. Uh, City Council today voting whether to give them a pay raise and uh, get more people on staff so that all pools can open so the kids, parents, everybody in between can uh, enjoy the summer and stay cool, which we are doing very well right now, unfortunately. That's right, a proposed cool. pay rate uh, from 11.53 to $16 and uh, get more, because there are only, what, 11 of the 23 pools were open last year in an effort to get more open this year. They gotta plan ahead. Mm -hmm. Actually says only one person is without power now, so hopefully that's all back open. Uh, let's check in on the forecast talking about how cold, in fact, it is with meteorologist Randy Rico.
All right, as we take a look at the impacts that this incoming system is going to have on your travel plans leading into the holiday tomorrow during the day, it's generally going to be rain, breezy conditions, mid 40s. But tomorrow evening, things change. This is a sped up timeline for that Arctic blast to arrive. Likely after about 8 or 9 p.m. is when our temperatures start to bottom out. So icy roads are possible. The wet roads will flash freeze and then we'll get some accumulating snow on top of that. So very high impact to travel Thursday night and in through Friday with those sub zero wind chills. All right, so that is an update as again, we're going to talk about that through the next 24 to 48 hours. Continue to check in with timing what we're going to get as this thing moves across the United States. Let's talk FCC this schedule, the first ever home opener and why you and I are both like, hmm, <laughs> there's a couple, there's a couple, are, couple matches we might want to get to. Yeah, how and, and not just MLS first ever home opener, but in FCC's club history dating back to the USL days because they're each of their three seasons in the USL. They opened at Charleston, which I'm not sure why that was. I'm not yeah. a big USL uh, knowledger, uh, but yeah, first ever time they'll open uh, at home in club history, Saturday, February 25th against Houston. Uh, with the way the schedule kind of works, uh, you don't play every team every uh, season with how big MLS is getting, so uh, only two previous meetings. Um, and FCC also looking for their first ever season opening win. They are 0-3-1 uh, since moving up to MLS. It's hard to believe that it's already been five years yeah. since they've gotten here. Um, so that was the headline out of uh, the schedule release. Um, another thing to note that might be a little different is uh, thanks mostly in part to the new TV deal that the MLS has signed with Apple. Almost every game or every game that FCC will play will be either on a Saturday or Wednesday with a uh, 7.30 local time kickoff. Oh, so if it's here in Cincinnati, the game is going to be on a Saturday or Wednesday at 7.30. That's now, if they go, know. yeah, if they go to the Central, it'll be 8.30 uh, here for us. If they go out West, of course, 10.30. Um, and only one nationally televised game this year, uh, with the exception for the decision day game to be nationally televised as well. But as of now, uh, the Hell is Real Derby up in Columbus in August 20th will be on FS1. Everything else will be uh, in that Apple TV um, package to be able to see. Um, but yeah, just an exciting time coming off the heels of the World Cup. Uh, soccer, is, soccer is never more at the forefront in the United States than after a World Cup. Yep. Um, so good on MLS to kind of time this with that and uh, get the and you you almost always forget how short the off season is because we just had right. the playoff game in October be before the Bengals Monday night game on Halloween um, for FCC's playoff run and February 25th is going to come faster than we realize. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it was April 1st, uh, FC Cincinnati is scheduled to host uh, Inter Miami, Inter -Miami which Miami, potentially. Yep. World Cup champion Lionel Messi might be playing for them. Might nothing, be. nothing's nothing, confirmed. Nothing confirmed. But, but you know, I might just go ahead and grab a couple tickets. You just, know, just in case. Just in case. I'm with you. you I'm know, with to you. See, to see the goat walk around here a, in Cincinnati. I think that's a good thing to do. <laughs> yes, you're working very hard, my friend. Thank you so much. I know. And I was like, you're doing things on this tablet that I have never done before, which is very impressive. Um, just quickly, and I'm sure we'll get more as the day goes on, um, Franco Harris, legendary Steelers player, known for the Immaculate Reception, passed away this morning, or at least we got confirmation this morning, uh, at the age of 72. This is ahead of the weekend that was supposed to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And he was scheduled to be at all the events. So this seems very unexpected. 72 is still very young. So um, that is certainly uh, something that we'll continue to follow. But they're retiring his jersey as well on Saturday uh, at the Raiders game. So we'll mean, we'll mean just a little bit more for yeah. not only Steelers fans of a very passionate, large fan base, but also for his family as well. A bit of mixed emotions Saturday yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, 
you haven't seen the Immaculate Reception, YouTube it. It's one, been voted the best play in NFL history, I believe. You know, it was a fourth down. Terry Bradshaw rolls right, tosses up uh, kind of a Hail Mary that gets uh, batted down and tipped, and uh, Franco Harris basically Boink, yeah. picks it up off of his shoelaces and takes one of, it for One of our producer, morning producers had never seen it before, so I shot her a YouTube link, and she was like, is this play really that good? And she watched it, she goes, okay, that was pretty impressive. It's pretty so crazy. it lives up to the hype. Well, and you're talking about the 70s when the, you know, the NFL was just a different kind of ball game. You know, not to say it's not incredible now, but it meant so, so much to fans and the players back then as well. So, all right, that's all the time we have for today. Weather going to be a big topic. Stick with us through the rest of the week. Say bye.